Anchor is by far the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free. How cool is that? And then you can use it right from your phone, your iPad, your tablet. Download the app, record your podcast, and that's it. And there are so many creative tools that you can use to make your podcast amazing. You can import music. You can edit and re-record as often as you like to your perfection. You don't have to worry about your podcast being distributed because they take care of that for you. They make sure your podcast is visible on Spotify, Apple, Google, and the list goes on. And then you can easily, easily make money with no minimum listenership. If I were you, I would advise you to use Anchor. Good morning, podcasters. This is your girl, KDC, coming back on once again. Um, The other day, I don't know why I was writing, and instantly it just hit my spirit, counted out to be counted on. And I began to think about how a lot of times we see people... And we we never know what they're facing, what they're going through. We may see the smile on their face. We may see them laughing. We may see them doing everything that we would consider to be normal, not realizing on the inside the conflict and turmoil they may be facing. A lot of times we see people not knowing that they've faced rejection, not knowing that they've been pushed to the side, not knowing that they've been belittled and considered inadequate. And the very, the best thing I like about it is where in the scripture it talks about being the head and not the tail. Then it goes on to say, you know, being the lender and not the borrower. And sometimes, you know, people look at it and they base it on financial gain. But even spiritually, even mentally, when you're above and not beneath, that means you have the power to control where you are. And as God gives you power, you control where you're going in regards to your destiny. And being honest, money can only get so far. Wealth and riches can only go so far. They can't buy you happiness. They cannot buy you a peace of mind. And furthermore, they cannot get you into heaven. Over in the New Testament, dealing with the rich man and Lazarus. At the end of the day, with all his riches, the the rich man died and went to hell. And looked up and saw Lazarus in Abraham's bosom. And the question was posed, what? Profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul. It's something when you look at the phrase to be counted out where you're considered unqualified. You're not even given the chance to prove yourself. You're just automatically looked at and perceived a certain way. In Genesis 37, 20 through 22, excuse me, through the 27th verse, Joseph was rejected and cast aside by his brothers. But in the end, in chapter 41, verses 39 through 40, Joseph ended up being Pharaoh's right hand man. 
He was the overseer of all the land. Yes, I know. I just really quickly summed that up, made Joseph's process seem a lot more glamorous than what it actually was. Oh, wow. He went from the pit to the palace. Woo. You know, that that's a shout right there. Put me in that shot. He went from the pit to the palace. And then God, yes, I, I know. I, I know. I, I just glammed that up real, put some rhinestones on it real quick. But that's a topic for another day. How it didn't feel good when after Joseph was rejected by his brothers and sold off, he was still trying to do right and keep the faith. And because he resisted the temptation of Pharaoh's wife, he was thrown into the pit. But then while in the pit... He still had a mandate and a work to do because he was counted out to be counted on in the pit. He was their interpreter of dreams, which then led him back to the palace. <laughs> and the very ones who rejected him were the ones who had to come back and bow down. Or we look over at Moses in Exodus 2, 1 through 3, how he had to be kept a secret in order for his life to be spared. But in Exodus 5 and 1, Moses was the very chosen one to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt. In Exodus chapter 14, verses 27 to 31, he did just that as the children of Israel crossed over the Red Sea as God instructed Moses to stretch out his rod. No, I, I, I'm pretty sure that the process did not feel good. Moses has gotten tired of the way that he saw the people being treated. And when he killed the Egyptian, he, he had to leave his, his luxurious life. He had to leave the, the grapes and the caviar and, and the steak and fend for himself. Now he's eating bread and bologna and cheese and crackers. But when God has a mandate for your life, I don't care what you try to do, where you go, where you try to go, what you try to do, until that mandate is fulfilled, until you begin to operate in what he told you to do. That's another story for another day. To be counted out simply means that God is considering you for the task. When God considers you, I don't care how small it may seem, in someone else's eyes, you have big shoes to feel.
Over in Job 2 and 3, God specifically specifically asked the devil, Have you considered my servant Job? Yes, Job went through a lot, lost everything he had. Sickness came upon his body, but in the end, it was worth it. Job 42 and 10, God gave Job double for his trouble. Psalms 34 and 19 tells us that many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God deliver us out of them all. There's an old school jam that says he's a keeper. Yes, he is. When you're counted out to be counted on, God is a keeper in the worst of times. I promise he'll make a way when you thought there was no way. Hmm. He becomes a wheel in the middle of the wheel. Sleepless night, you're crying tears, and then all of a sudden you find yourself and you look up, your tears are wiped away, and God is rocking you through it all. Because he's a very present help in the time of trouble. One of my favorite scriptures over in Ezekiel, Ezekiel First of all, let's back up to Ezekiel 1 and 3. Looking at Ezekiel, Ezekiel was already a priest in the temple. Meaning that he was already going to God on our behalf. Something that was at that time considered sacred and holy and everybody couldn't do it. But there was an even greater mandate that God had for him. Ezekiel 2 and 1, then going on to Ezekiel 3 and 16, a very familiar passage. Even furthermore, Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14, God had Ezekiel to prophesy to the dry bones. First of all, this valley that the dry bones were in was not only, one, a low place, but two, it was a dry place. (laughs) Oh, my God, you're low and dry all at the same time. Wow. In addition to God calling Ezekiel to this valley, it was full of bones. When one looks at the bones, one sees something or someone representing weakness or possibly already lacking any form or shape of life or an existence. So Ezekiel is called to speak life back into something that was dead, lifeless. Okay. So not only are you going to God, bearing the burdens of the people, but now God has given you the mandate to speak life into a dead situation. Oh, my God. (laughs) To be counted out, I, I know it does not always feel good. I know it doesn't always look good. 
But in the end, it's for my good. There's an old song that says, it will work out for the good of them who love the Lord. And it's based on the scriptures, Romans 8 and 28. For all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord. (laughs) Oh my God. It's going to work out for my good. Why? Because I love God. (laughs) Oh, God. He's going to make a way out of no way. Why? Because I love him. Oh, God. Why do I love him? Not because of what he's done, but because of who he is. Because of the deity of him just being God all by himself. In the beginning, it said God created the heavens and the earth. Then it goes on into the New Testament in John where it said, In the beginning, God was the word and the word was with God. Just for who he is. I don't care if he does nothing else, but yet and still he's able. When he went to Calvary's cross and he hung there on the cross in between two thieves. And there was all power in his hand. He didn't distinguish whether we was black, white, yellow, brown. All he saw was the souls that were at stake. Then when he died, and it talks about how he went down into the grave and took the stinger out of death. And he took all the power that we didn't have the authority to give. I'm counted out for a purpose. I'm overlooked for a purpose. I don't care if it's merely to be a gatekeeper at the door. Sometimes the gatekeeper is the first person you see before you walk into the sanctuary. If I can greet you with a smile and a hug and that shifts your atmosphere and uplifts your countenance, then I've done what I was called to do. I don't care if I'm merely a choir member in the choir. If I can sing till I can't sing no more, the anointing... It's going to flow through my voice. And in the scripture it says the anointing destroys the yoke. Count it out to be counted on. Be blessed.